left a couple of links down there in the description for you guys. So, Evergrande's not doing well. You know, they're probably going to end up getting busted up by the government. They're probably going to, you know, sell them off in chunks and pieces, sell off all their assets, figure out what they're going to do about taking care of all the uh, all the creditors out there. But uh, this is something that we have been keeping an eye on because we knew that when the government over there in China, when the Chinese government started lifting interest rates, I mean, we're talking quite a while ago, it was over a year ago, that we knew that corporate bonds were going to start failing. And it's the same thing that's going to take place over here, but it's not going to be like all corporate bonds because we can already see places like, or companies like Ford and Chevy, you know, or GM anyway. These guys are sitting on a bunch of cash, so they're not interested in selling their debt going into the uh, raising of interest rates. But then what I found interesting is already you can see that the Federal Reserve is backpedaling on a lot of their talk about raising interest rate. And Kashkari from the... Uh, the Federal Reserve President there, he, uh, I'll leave, like I said, there's a link down in the description. He's already talking about, well, maybe we will pause our interest rate hikes after the first couple just to see how things are going. And I found that to be uh, quite comical that it's already starting to take place. But, you know, it's that, uh, I think it's really, you know, what's going on with Evergrande? I think that's something that really we need to keep a good eye on. I mean, this is, this is the contagion fear that, that, you know, everybody had talked about where as one corporation begins to fall, it starts dragging down other corporations with it. And that's what we're starting to see right now. And, you know, a lot of these, a lot of these companies, um, they get paid with that commercial paper. And that's one of the things that, you know, people thought was like almost as good as cash. You know, in fact, it was pretty much as good as cash up until that company starts to fail and it turns into the hot potato. And that's very much like almost all corporate debt out there. And that when you're buying into it, it's like really easy. It's a very liquid market as the interest rates are going down and the prices are going up. Everybody's like cool with it. You know, you can get in and out of this market, but as soon as it starts to turn the other way, it's done. Like it's a one-way street. Nobody wants in on it anymore. What are you guys talking about? What did the Fed backpedal on? I joined the stream late. Oh, there's a link down in the description there where uh, Kashkari has already started the, the narrative about like, we, we may not need to be raising interest rates after the first couple of interest rate hikes. So they're already setting the stage for, you know, whether or not they actually going to do the interest rate hiking. I, I mean, if you go and listen to most of the mainstream media out there, I mean, at least from what I'm finding, it's like all interest rate hikes all the time. That's like everybody's talk is, is that's all you hear. And he, this one was the first one that I've heard of where they're actually talking about like, backing off on the amount of interest rate hiking that they're going to do. Everybody else is talking about how much it's going to be done. I'm still curious on how much is actually going to be done myself, you know. <laughs> Fed's doing the moonwalk. Yeah, for sure. That's that's a good way of describing it. So, I'm trying to stay out of the way of the bridge for you guys so you can see the bridge better. All right, what about inflation? How are they gonna get that down? They're gonna get inflation down by opening up the supply chain again. They're gonna start, uh, start you know, backing off on all these restrictions. They're gonna start letting people and entrepreneurs in to start getting this stuff off of these damn ships and out of the warehouses and into the, into the people's hands or at least onto the shelves again. Once that happens, you're gonna start seeing that prices are not gonna be continuing to go up. Now, you know, at this point, 
you know, the idea of actually having deflation is not really, you know, it's not happening out there. Not at this point. Now, the deflation, that's going to come from the destruction of money and credit. And at this point, you're not going to see that. There's going to be a lot of people who are going to be involved inside of the economy. The interest rates are still low, although they are rising. So, you know, the idea that we're going to be running into a recession, I mean, yeah, it's a really good chance of it. You're seeing the yield curve flattening. But, you know, when you think about like what, like I said, like with Ford and GM, they're they're prepared. They were getting in, you know, into cash ahead of time, and I could only assume that they're not the only ones, and that a lot of uh, a lot of the, I guess, more established businesses. I don't. I, I would don't want to call them like all profitable because I can't imagine that you know, all the profitable businesses out there are going to going to fail or survive. I mean, it's like, you know, you got to think. These guys aren't dumb. I mean, they're they're the strategists. They, they have, like, the best economists and strategists involved in their game. And so they're well ahead of what everybody else is thinking about and hearing about inside of the media. It's why I don't even follow the mainstream media. I mean, if you notice, like, almost all my videos don't even go along with what anybody else is saying out there. I'm, like, out here on my own doing my own theories, you know, which may or not be right. Yeah, I listened to Greg Manorino. Greg Manorino was, like, one of my favorite people to listen to, especially, like, like he was probably... I remember Greg, Gregory Manorino when he had long hair. <laughs> like, I, you know, I mean, it was a long time ago that I first started watching Gregory Manorino, and, and he was really instrumental in a lot of the, uh, a lot of the research that I had done. But to be honest with you guys, I really don't listen to any YouTubers out there. I just, I, I really try to come up with my own stuff. I don't want to be parroting anybody else. So I just, you know, I, I, I mean, I, I do want to, like, I, I look at some of the stuff that Steve M. Meter puts out there or, you know, George Gammon and some of these other guys. And I think, dang, I really, I really ought to listen to this one. But I am trying to come up with my own thoughts, my own, my own ideas and, I mean, it's it's what's working for me right now. I think there is some truth to my video, and he doesn't want to address it 100%. Shill confirmed. Um, okay, whatever. I mean, I ain't getting paid by nobody, so I don't know where it is that you're coming from. Um, whatever. <laughs> I don't know how to answer that. Yeah, be your own banker. Yeah, um... You know, Manorino's a good guy. Um, he really is. And I think that he's really helped out a lot of people as far as being able to do a lot of their, of the awesome trades that are out there. Hey, thank you very much for the super, super chat. Thanks for all you do and the research and all the heads up. We truly appreciate you. Well, thank you so much. I'm not going to say your name because I don't want to get the algorithm mad at me. But thank you, man. I really appreciate that. Very cool of you. I respect the need for cash, but wish we had trade more. Let's see. Do you believe the Fed in 1912 is the central bank? I mean, I'm not sure what that question is. Or if that was even a question. Do you think the 
think of the Ukraine situation. You know, I tried to stay out of the politics of, the, of stuff. Um, it's a scary situation over there. I mean, it's certainly heating up, but to be honest with you, I don't get into the politics. I like the answer. I was just curious if you agree with the Fed is buying it all. No. Um, you know, I mean, that was one of the things, like a lot of people, I even saw somebody had commented the other day saying that, you know, well, the Federal Reserve was buying up junk corporate debt, junk bonds. And, you know, I've talked about that one before, and they didn't buy junk debt. I mean, they bought a little bit of corporate debt, but they were establishing a credible threat. And that was the whole point of the special purpose vehicle, the entity that they had set up that was away from the Federal Reserve. The Federal Reserve can't buy corporate debt. They just can't do it, right? So they set up a special purpose vehicle that was an entity that was separate from the Federal Reserve. They funded that with the Treasury, and they leveraged up a bunch of money and made it a big scary thing that they were going to be buying this corporate debt. And the mainstream media and the YouTubers out there just pushed that narrative hardcore. I was like the only one who was like saying, I don't know about this. And when it came down to it, and we realized that they had really didn't buy a bunch. I mean, they said they were going to. I mean, they they made everybody believe that they were going to do it, and but they hardly bought any at all. And it was really just the people wanting to front run the Federal Reserve that that funded the, all these corporations. So now all these corporations are are sitting on cash. I mean, I'm sure of it. If GM and if GM and Ford aren't the only ones, I know. I, I'm, I'm sure of it. And so now they're sitting on cash waiting to go into this slowdown, into this recession, and they don't have to worry about funding themselves with higher interest rates because they're, they're not going to be borrowing. They're, they're not going to do it. I mean, they might do a little bit of it, but they're not going to do much. Yeah. How, oops, what was that? How do we get out of this boom-bust cycle, and do you think that's what the central planners are planning towards? You can't. I mean, we we kind of talked about that with the uh, with the Cantillon theory, with Cantillon effect. There is no, you, there is no fixing. It. There's only the cycle. It's only going to head forward towards it. That's why everybody ends up in poverty. I mean, that's what Cantillon says. You're going to have a wedge that separates the rich from the poor. It's this inequality wedge that's only going to get worse. And I, I mean, I hate to be like the doomsdayer of it, but just you know, go and look at some of the things that have taken place in history as the new money comes in and people who have first access to that money, as they start spending that into the economy and starts driving out the domestic manufacturing as foreign trade comes in to compete with the higher prices. As that domestic manufacturing gets driven out, the inhabitants there have a harder time living up to the standard of living that they once had. Then they start leaving that area, which, or not, if you can't leave the area, you end up just becoming homeless. And it's one of the reasons why we, you know, I, I mean, I kind of compared it to Portland and Seattle and L.A. And, you know, it kind of makes a lot of sense. I mean, this is where, like, a lot of the the new money, like, I, I, I hate to say it, but, like, you know, when somebody sold their expensive place in L.A., they took their million-and-a-half-dollar home, came up here to Portland, and bought a half-a-million-dollar home, and now they can spend a million dollars with it. So we got life flight flying over our head right now. So somebody's having a pretty bad day. It's all by design. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's hard to believe that, you know, like I said, you know, I'm reading speeches from 
November of 2018 that's talking about the events that are taking place today and people want to call the Federal Reserve liars. And I'm like, well, they said that they were going to do this. You know, I mean, I was doing videos back then talking about that exact same speech after it had come out. And, you know, people still want to say that, you know, they're just lying. Well, yeah, they're credible threats. Like even when it came down to that corporate corporate debt, when when they when they set up that special purpose vehicle, it was a credible threat. But the thing is, is that if people didn't buy that corporate debt, they would have. I mean, they really would have gone out and bought it, but they didn't need to because everybody believed it, even though they were lying. But they weren't, <laughs> right? Question, what do you see the world looking like 10 years? What is the chances Bitcoin is playing a bigger role? Well, I think Bitcoin's always going to be in the game. Um, as far as like an actual currency that's being used around the world, like a, a world reserve currency, I don't think Bitcoin will be it. But I think it'll certainly be in the game. Um, and I would imagine that there's going to be a lot more digital assets out there. There's going to be a lot more like tokenizing of everything. The next 10 years is going to look so much different from the last 10 years. And the digitization of stuff like the especially like tokenizing of everything i i really feel that's probably going to end up being a much bigger deal and like the use of smart contracts that's going to become a much more widely used widely used thing as well um you know i mean it, there's some things that you're just not going to be able to change like you know i mean as far as like everybody having this wonderful perfect life coming into the future i you know there's always going to be inequality and i can only assume that those who have and those who have not is going to grow ever wider and you know some people down on the have nots may not notice it because their life is going to get better like their standard their life might you know all of a sudden you know advance and they're like man look how much better everybody has it even though the rich will be like ungodly richer ungodly more powerful Uh, let's see here. You spoke of Windows in the earlier video. Are you using Anderson Windows on the West? Um, Andersons are available. I wasn't talking about Andersons specifically. I, I'd rather not give out brand names just because it's not, I just don't want to do that, give out brand names. But it was a very common vinyl window sold here on the Pacific Northwest, and most people probably would know, know which one I'm talking about. Which are which I was really surprised. I mean, the lead times on those windows went from three months down to two months, and it happened within like a week. It was very surprising how quick the uh, the lead times have shortened up on those windows. All right, let's see what else we got. Perception, reality. People need to get off Twitter and stay away from the fear porn. Yeah. Yep. Don't be scared. You know, people call me a fear monger all the time, but you know, you don't live in fear. Like if you live in fear, then you're never gonna be able to succeed at anything. You know, one of the things about having fear is that it's an energy within you. And this is something I've talked to people about many times. And once you realize it, once you are aware of it, and I'm gonna get out of the way so you can see this a little better. But you know, when you're scared, you, you're put into either a fight or flight mode, right? So all of a sudden, your energy is moved out to your extremities. So you can either, like, you know, defend yourself, run away, whatever it is that you got to do. But your energy is moved out to the extremities. 
Now, when you're at peace, when you're at harmony, when you're calm, when you're at love, your energy moves to the center, it moves to the core. And so these two have either a negative or a positive energy to it. When you're in the fight or flight mode, when you're in that fear, that's a negative energy that's out there. And it will draw other negative energy that's around you. And so if you're constantly in this fear, you're going to be in a state of having this negative energy brought to you and constantly existing around you. So if you live that way, that's what you're going to get. If you transfer over to being at a, a state of calm and peace and understanding and love and happiness, when you bring that to your core, when you bring it to the center, that's where all the energy focuses in on, and that's where you're sitting in a positive state, and then you start po bringing that positive energy towards you. It's not, a, it's not like a secret. It's, I mean, it's like, you know, it's not some crystal gripping hippie, like, it's, you know, thing that's out there. I mean, this is a real deal. I mean, this is the really how it works, and I don't, I mean, I can't explain it any further than that, but, you know, if you've ever, you know, messed around with with the idea of it, and once you recognize it, then you can see that it, it's, it truly does exist. Here, I'm going to get out of the way a little bit more so you guys can see this. The view is looking awesome. Let me see. There are way bigger issues if the internet is shut off. And as long as one color of the blockchain runs, Bitcoin runs. Yeah, I have a hard time believing they would shut off the internet. Like, you know, if you shut off the internet, you're going to shut off pretty much all, all transactions, all commerce. I mean, it'd be back to simple bartering at that point. So I just can't imagine the internet getting turned off. Yeah, isn't this? It's a way awesome view. How is government spending going to change with interest rates? Going to change with interest rates. Well, that's kind of an interesting question because you got to think. I mean, how much demand is there going to be for their bonds? So if the Federal Reserve has backed off or almost completely backed off on their bond purchases right now, then really it's going to come down to whether or not, like if the Federal Reserve can back off completely on their bond purchases and the, in the, and the treasuries don't invert, like, you know, you don't end up with like an inversion of the 10 year and two year, which seems to be well on its way to happening. But let's let's say that it doesn't happen and that they're able to continue on without a recession taking place. Then it's really going to come down to how much demand for for these U.S. treasuries there are out there. And really, like the Federal Reserve set, talked about rolling off their balance sheet, like actually doing quantitative tightening. But so far, that hasn't happened. And really, they don't have to sell anything. They could just let them mature, like the, let the treasuries mature, or they could say, hey, we're actually, you know, in a 
spot where we need to roll these things over. And so we don't really know what is going to take place when it comes to to the financing by government, like whether or not they're going to have be able to sell those those treasuries. But really, if it gets into a situation where we have like a lot of turmoil taking place around the world, then that that creates that fear and people want to run to the safe haven and they will move to the U.S. and they will get into the U.S. treasuries. So we may find that chaos around the world could create the demand that is needed for the government to continue to fund themselves. Fear moves the herd. Yeah, it sure does. Me, Kevin, has dumped all two million portfolio. What do you think? So he's in cash? 100% cash is trash? That's interesting. Um, I don't know. I'm not an investor. I am a saver. I've been holding on to cash, waiting for a buying opportunity coming into the future. But then again, I really didn't have much cash to begin with after I bought my house just a few months ago. So really, I'm sitting kind of at zero with a lot of debt. So I don't know what I'm, I don't know what the hell I'm going to do. At least I have a place to live, I guess. Yeah, isn't this view killer? Man, this is like super nice. Right now, the sun is setting on the other side of that story, like on the other side of the hill, but during the summertime, it actually sets right pretty close to the mouth, and that's a really nice sunset when it does. Where is this location? This is beautiful Astoria, Oregon. any future plans for the channel what was that to you would love to see you do some interviews yeah so oops oh hey thank you jaws oh man right on um back to that question real quick yeah um i do have i do have plans to do interviews into the future um right after i got back from the rebel capitalist i had a few people ask me to do interviews for their channel so i didn't i've been trying to set up some interviews with other people but I, I really don't, I mean, I kind of screwed up when I bought my house and I didn't check to see if it had internet service there, like what kind of internet connection was there. And it turns out that it is the worst place in the world for internet connection. And so I have to find a place to actually do interviews. So it's not like a real convenient thing, but I am definitely going to set it up. I mean, especially now that I have all these really awesome connections. I mean, I have to I have to interview these people. But hey, Jaws, right on, man. Thanks for the uh, super chat. Let's say that view is worth ten bucks. I am in the same boat. Buying a house is almost cashless. Yeah. Love. Thanks for showing us. Yeah, man. Isn't this like? This is incredible. The river is super flat. 
It's like calm as can be. Right? Being at peace, being at center, being at happiness. Come down here and hang out for a little while and you enjoy what you uh what you have in life. You know, be grateful for what you got. Problem is you can't really buy it without an on ramp. Yeah. Oh, you're talking about Bitcoin? Yeah, you guys everybody's out talking about Bitcoin tonight. What happened to Meat Bingo, man? Yeah, um, I'll, I gotta get Meat Bingo back. Um, I had a little, not not a major issue, I just had a little issue with it in that not everybody was, say, as uh, enthusiastic about the live stream taking place inside the bar. So, it, it, I'll get it figured out. I'll, I'll get it figured out so I can get it going again. But, yeah, as of right now, I can't, I, I'm not doing it. When the electric grid goes down, you won't be able to withdraw cash either, no? That's why you gotta have at least a little bit on hand, right? Can you make it? Not sure what that meant, all right. Wow, you guys are going so fast here. Okay, why do they keep showing us the US debt numbers? Do you believe they will make everyone pay their debt or pay that debt eventually um there there is no paying the debt i i don't like the idea that they were going to pay off the debt that's not that's not happening there may come a time where they might be able to figure out some way to solve the deficit like but even that's going to be a far stretch at this point um you know, where they actually start making the payment. But even then, the amount of pain that's going to take in order to have something like that happen, it's it's not going to be something that they're going to willingly do. The, I mean, there is going to be some pain, don't get me wrong, as the Federal Reserve, if they continue on with raising interest rates and cause the recession like everybody says it's going to happen, that'll be very painful, but it won't be nearly as painful if it's like a forced collapse, you know? that That's, I mean the pain that people are about ready to experience from this next recession to introduce whatever, you know, changes that they're going to make to the system, that's going to be very mild compared to what, like, a full-on collapse of the system would be, you know, this will be like nothing. Homeless is a big concern in Oregon. I don't know if it's a big concern or an epidemic. I think it's, like, it's, it's, it's a problem. Hey, what's happening, brother? People recognize me. <laughs> what is this one? When internet goes down, how will you convince your grocery store to accept silver? They won't. Well, if the internet and power goes down and you're forced all the way down to silver, I doubt there's going to be anything left in the grocery store anyway. time is it? 28. Wow. I got a few minutes here, guys, and I'm going to have to go. Homelessness is a growing problem everywhere. Yeah, it seems to be like, you know, I would I would have to say that, you know, here in Astoria, it was like a lot of it. Um, a couple of years ago, it was like 
an intense amount of it. And for some reason, it seems like over the last, I don't know, six months or so, whether it's just that I just haven't seen it or noticed it, but it doesn't seem to be as prevalent here as it once was. Now, everywhere else I go, it seems to be like pretty like out there. I mean, especially when I get, you know, into the city and stuff, but here in Astoria itself, um, yeah, I mean, there's, there's homeless, but it's not like, it's not a problem to the point that I see like other places being a serious problem. But then again, you know, it's gotten very expensive to live here. So it's not like, you know, it's, it's really weird. This place has changed so much. I, I mean, it used to be like, this place was full of like dive bars and working class people like everybody was loggers and fishermen and you know kind of did that sort of thing and now it seems that everybody works for the hospital you know or you know they they have some kind of remote work job or something but it's like the place is really it's it's not quite the the same as it, as it once was very trendy town like all the restaurants are all trendy now even the dive bars are trying to be like, you know, have like, you know, lure in the the younger crowds and stuff. But anyway, I got to go. Oh, somebody else sent me some super chats. I got to go back and find out who did that. Sorry, I missed that. Can I just go right to him? How do I go straight to a super chat? Can I? There's Jaws. Oh, there it is. Hey, right on. Man. Ben. Hey, man, been watching a couple of years and appreciate everything you do. You're a real humble, down-to-earth kind of guy. Earth, uh, earth guy. Jeez, I can't talk this this afternoon. Keep up the great work, man. Hey, I really appreciate that. Thank you so much. You guys are so awesome. You're very supportive of the channel. Everything you guys have done to, you know, encourage me and keep me going and doing all this. It's like, I mean, you can go back and watch my first videos. You can see I was like, it's not even the same life anymore. I mean, you guys have totally changed it. Yeah, right, Adriana? <laughs> that was a nice super chat, right? Thank you so much. They were, they're, the fans are cool, you know. They, they really know how to take care of me. But I got to go. I got to go pick up my kid. So uneducated economist, I'll give you guys one more last view here. I'll give you another minute with the view. How about that? And then I'll let you go.
All right. You guys have a great night.